Welcome to the One New Man Network from Kirtlandry Ministries at House of David, where we learn about the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. The following is a replay of a previous service. Hallelujah. Tonight's going to be a great night. We're going to be discussing and releasing that gift to you about expectations of his glory. Because that's really the key to anything spiritual happening in your life is you need to have an expectation before you come into this house. So I hope that all of you in the house and all of you joining us on the broadcast have great expectations because the glory revelation is going to fall in this house tonight. And uh, come on, give the Lord a shout. So we're going to go ahead and get right with it. So shofars, if you would come down, if someone would blow the house shofar for me, we're going to get started here. Lord, we thank you for the glory that's in this house. What I want you to do is I want you just to take a seat in that glory and let the revelation of the expectation of that glory Just let it, let there be a strong and deep impartation tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's give the worship team a great big hand clap, please. Thank you. Come on, give them a hand clap. Thank you so much, Cassie. Thank you, guys. God is good. Our assignment tonight is to take our level of spiritual expectation to another level. For those of you that have been blessed to travel overseas or you go and you do a large outreach in Africa or Latin America somewhere and you say, how, how is it that we could have 5,000 people saved in one night and 4,000 healings in a crowd of, you know, 12 to 15,000 people and have less than that in a stadium in the United States. And it has to do with the power of spiritual expectation. All of us know the scripture, it says, and what they feared came upon them. But the same thing is true in faith. What, what you have faith for will come upon you. So I want us tonight, I want us to come into some level of agreement on the expectation for 2019, even though we follow the Jewish calendar, this 5779, I want to have us come into a corporate agreement, those in the house and those that are part of the CLM partners, my olive tree partners, I want us to come into agreement with what we're expecting. Because if we can come into agreement and expect it, decree it, pray it, declare it, it will happen. It's really that simple. And I believe this is going to be an exponential year. So I want to briefly tell you personally, as your senior leader, what I expect. What I'm expecting and... Uh, I think it's next week from Friday, not this Friday, but is the uh, dedication, but the one after, 
we're going to be doing our, filling out our forms for the year for success, like what we did last year. And when I look at the one that I filled out, I can give all praise and honor to the Lord because everything passed and exceeded what we had planned for. And if you'll follow the instructions of making the vision plain, writing it on tablets and have accountability and apply your self-discipline and your faith to what you believe you're called to do, you will succeed. You look at your neighbor and say, he's speaking the truth. What expectation, the definition of expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or will be, in that case, will happen in the future. Okay, we, we have to have strong expectation. Uh, I'm going to give you an example. This is a strong expectation. It was prophesied that we would write a book. It was prophesied it'd be a bestseller. And you need to know that Thomas Nelson approached us about doing this book. We didn't approach them. See, that's a miracle. And it's already number one on um, Amazon in three categories in pre-sales. Come on, you can give the Lord praise. So this is the author's copy. I got a box to, uh, I guess it came the other day, but they delivered it to me today. And, and uh, I'm still looking at it going, I, I'm, it's hard to believe it's really here. But we set a goal. We followed a track. We had expectations. There was a lot of setbacks. It took longer than planned. But when Thomas Nelson, once they set the date, they said, we're going to have a, uh, we're going to deliver this book on January the 15th, 2019. Once they set the date, then everything started to come into place because everybody had the same expectation of January the 15th. So I want to give you my expectation. You can write these down if you want, and you can hold me accountable. My expectation is that the ones the Lord brings here, that we are called to walk things out together. We're on one path. There are many paths in this season. There's other ministries that are beautiful and good, and we're not on the same path. And I bless them. I love them. If I can help them, I will. I sow into them. But I know what our path is, and that's one path. But my expectation is we stay on that one path. We've stayed on it now for 20 years. I expect we'll stay on it another 20. Okay? My next expectation is you need to know that I value you in the Lord. I may never have a cup of coffee with you. I may never have lunch with you. I may never sit down and have counseling with you. But you need to know when the Lord sends you here, I value you. You say, I'm not sure about that. I'll tell you, someone over here when during the worship shouted out glory, and he's a guest, because I know all of your voices. Am I right? 
Did a guest shout out glory? There you go. But you need to know that I value you. You need to know that I value your time. I appreciate the time that you take to come here. And I'm going to give you the most value use of your time to honor what God did for you, which he sent his only begotten son to die on a cross. You are a world changer. You have the Holy Ghost in you. My job is to bring messages, current messages, not somebody else's messages, messages from the Holy Spirit through this open portal to you for you to answer your call. You need to know that I value your goals and your ambitions. I value them. I think they're precious. I think they're gifts. It's the only hope I have for the kingdom of God is that we go into all seven mountains and we do extraordinary and we take those mountains for the Lord. And I love your call. Whatever you're called to do, you need to know I'm with you. That's my expectation. And any of you that have known me any length of time, you know that I'm committed to your success. I have great, my greatest thrill is to see one of my spiritual children succeed. I rejoice in any success, but when I see one of you out of this house or one of the partners and they have a success, I rejoice. And you need to know that I make a commitment to you as your rabbi that I'm going to help guide you there. And for those of you that know what I just said, you know what I'm saying. I'm not your apostle. I'm not your pastor. I may not even be your spiritual father, but you know I'm your rabbi. I had a conversation at a business meeting here the other day and someone asked me about the title and I said the titles don't make me too many differences because I am all those things you are what people perceive you are whether you like it or not you know some people think I'm a jerk and to them I am and maybe I am to them but you have to understand they're not going to get anything of value from my call if they think I'm a jerk. You have to honor what God has deposited in that person in order to share in it. So the conversation basically went like this. Depending on how you address me is what answer you're going to get. If you say, Kurt, that's a wide range of answers that I could answer. If you say Curtis, you're going to get one. Because I only associate that name with being corrected for many, many years. If I hear pastor, you're going to hear one. If, you, if I hear apostle, you're going to hear one. If you hear prophet. But when you hear rabbi, when you say rabbi, then you're going to get a different answer. And that is the answer to those who I'm leading. And as your rabbi... I am honored to help guide you. And I promise you, I will not water it down. 
I will not compromise. Even if I have to correct you, I'll do it with as much love as I can. We can agree to disagree, and I'll still love and honor you. We don't have to agree to have relationship. I respect your opinion. I hope you respect mine, and we'll expect, respect our opinion to disagree. So that's kind of the expectation. Now, that's from me as a man. Now I want you to get your expectation from your Father in Heaven. Because, see, your Father in Heaven has a lot of labels, too. He has Yahweh. He has Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rafi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Sidkenu, Mighty Counselor. Lots of names. And when you approach him with that name, he's going to give you the answer that you want in that name that he fulfills. That's why he has those many names. So this is what his expectations are for you in 2019. And he wants all of you. He wants all of you on the broadcast to say, now Rabbi just told you what you can expect from him. Now it's far better what you can expect from the Lord. In Matthew 17, chapter 2, we're going to start with, And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes came as white as light. Most of us all agree and have had understanding for years that that's the glory. Would you say amen? amen. But we're in biblical year 5779, 2019. And we need to raise the expectations beyond goosebumps and beyond things that happen in a church setting or a church building. The Lord wants to empower us tonight with expectation. He wants to bring blessings to you that are deliverables. They are physical. This is a physical manifestation. This is a real book with real pages, and it will be in real stores. You'll see this in the airport. This will be everywhere. Because that's what we prophesied. But this is what you call a deliverable or a manifestation. Amen? It's not a goosebump. This is glory. God did this. I didn't do this. Thomas Nelson didn't do it. And all my wonderful staff that worked very hard, and we have the best staff, and I love and honor all of you, and you tremendous. This is a cumulative effort and work, but ultimately God gets the glory for this project. And I'm not just saying that figuratively. I mean it. And you know I mean it, and you would all, all that help would agree. The glory, when you put expectations in the glory of God moving in into your situation with his glory, the bottom line in your life needs to change. What are you saying, Rabbi? Your tax return should increase on your income. That's a deliverable. Your visits to the doctor should become less. Your pharmacy bill should go down. Your influence and your ability to influence and your favor should go up. 
Those are all deliverables by the glory. But you have to have expectations. Outward glory that can be physically seen with the naked eye that you saw at the transformation is called the Shekinah glory. That's one glory. Okay? Glory is manifested through creation in Psalms 19. The heavens are telling the glory of God. Amen? Just go out in your backyard, if you get around, or go to a place where there's, in the country, it's easy around here, because you don't have a lot of lights. And on a clear night, the skies are filled with his covenant promise and his glory. One has defined the glory of God as an infinite beauty and the greatness of God's manifold perfection. If anyone has held a newborn baby and that baby opens its eyes and looks at you and smiles, you have beheld his glory. Even if it cries, you've beheld his glory. In 1 Corinthians 12, 18, it says, it talks about a word of knowledge is a spiritual gift, and it has been associated with the ability to teach the faith. But it's also, it, it's a form of revelation, and it's similar to prophecy, but it's, it, it's closely related to other gifts, such as words of wisdom. And wisdom is the ability to discern and to judge with true discernment what aspects of what you're dealing with with knowledge what is true and what is wrong and knowledge gives you ability to be able to say i i'm in i'm absorbing the wisdom but i need the knowledge to know how to apply it to my life now and knowledge is basically in a nutshell it's information and wisdom is understanding what to do with it. But I want to say this, the glory of God is manifested through wisdom. If you will surrender your wisdom and come into the courts of heaven and have a mature conversation with the Lord and say, I am trading in my human wisdom for godly wisdom. And Lord, you did it for Solomon, you did it for Yeshua, and you'll do it for me. And Yeshua invited me to join the club when he said, let this mind be in you that's in Christ Jesus. I want to start that process. And so that means that you're going to have to start being saturated in his wisdom, allow the Holy Spirit to bring fire of the knowledge that births understanding for the applicability of what God is asking you to do in this day and age. That's glory. People that operate in that level of glory is where witty inventions and, and success come from with kingdom success. God's glory would include his divine attributes. Ominous, in essence, he knows everything. Omnipotence, he's unlimited omnipresent. He is present everywhere at the same time. That's his glory. What does all those say? He's not in time. You have to get it in your mind. You can never say it's too late. 
you can never say it's too early because it doesn't apply to God's glory in time because glory has no time. Are you letting this sink in? Because otherwise you'll get into uh, opportunities may miss time, but with God and his grace, one opportunity misses time and it opens the door for another. What happens is we have a tendency to complain and kvetch and get upset when one opportunity doesn't come because we put all our expectation in the opportunity and we misdirected our expectation instead of into the Lord we put it into the opportunity so when this opportunity door closes we need to be quick to be able to close the door go into that quiet place into that trading floor and say Lord you obviously closed this door because you want to open another door why where and how and do it quickly God's glory is his love, his holiness, and God's glory manifests through his son Jesus, through Yeshua. John 1 and 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You want more glory to move into your business. You want more glory to move into your problems. You want more glory to move into your physical body, into your emotion, into relationships. You need to know the key to releasing glory is grace, which is unmerited favor of God, and truth. And it needs to be in that order because you really can't even process truth without grace. But why are you looking around to all these other things? Go to your father and say, Lord, you will provide me grace, unmerited favor to understand the truth, to unlock the situation. It is actually the case, and I'm going to go into a little things, and I'm doing this primarily for the, uh, for the notes and on the broadcast and for the record here, so forgive me if I bore you with the little details, but in the courts of heaven tonight, I want to I make a decree that it is actually the case in the Bible that the word glory is translated um, 20 different words, 12 in the Hebrew, 8 in the Greek. Okay, and I have the notes where that came from on the bottom. And, uh, and I know there's much more to this word glory in the Hebrew, and I didn't go there because I'm trying to make a point. I'm not trying to do a study on glory. I want you to get your expectation on the glory, okay? There is 371 verses in which glory occurs in the Bible. So the reason I'm sharing this with you, we all know the glory happened at the Mount of Transfiguration. We're all in agreement with that. We understand the goosebumps. We understand Moses' face was shining. We want to get past that to how do we understand the other areas of what glory is so that when we have a need, we always run to the glory instead of running to man. Is this making sense? So there are 371 verses which glory occurs in the Bible. 148 of them are rendered in the Bible. Uh, well, in Hebrew, it's kavod, and in the masculine noun, 
Uh, it's kabod here, and it's the extension of the root of kabod, which means to be heavy, and thus the heavy is in a good sense the abundance. It means a copious or uh, an uncountable, an excessive amount. We read about it in Ephesians when we get filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe it's Ephesians 3 and 20. I'm not sure exactly, but I'm pretty sure. And it says that the power that works in us, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the glory, that he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think, that that's kavod, that's, that's the heaviness. Now, I will tell you in my own personal experience, when the glory falls on me, the reason that there is heaviness is because with the glory comes wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, promotion, which also brings the responsibility of what God is asking you to do. And that's part of why it feels physically, it can feel very heavy. The first use of it is given in Genesis 31, and this is, this is a great uh, wisdom because this is the law of first mention. The first time glory is mentioned in the Bible is Genesis 31 and 1, where it is used to describe the riches acquired by Jacob. And, uh, and that word wealth there is this kavod in Hebrew. This is the way they did his kabod, but it's kavod, and it, is, it renders glory or a derivative of um, on this major occasion. Otherwise, it is rendering honor. And honor is the currency of heaven, which is translated out the respect in majesty in Hebrew. So, so what happened to Jacob? Jacob is a covenant son of Abraham. He was sent to Laban. Laban didn't treat him right. Okay? He tricked him. Laban said, listen, I'll give you the flock. Only the speckled ones are yours. Well, God moves in and they're all speckled. Okay? So this goes on 14 years. Jacob hears that Laban's son saying that he's getting unhappy with the way the deal is going. The Lord speaks to Jacob and tells him to leave Syria and go back to Cana to the promise, which means he's going to have to reconcile with Esau. He's going to have to go to, recon go to Jacob's ladder and reconcile with God, all the things. But he left with the glory, and the glory was the abundant wealth that he was robbed from for 14 years. He had been with Laban 20, but he had 14 years where he was cheated and robbed, and when he got the glory, it was debt cancellation. See, because I don't think, how many knew that God's glory was debt cancellation? Raise your hand. Yeah. I, don't, I can't see with the TV lights, but not one. But see, you need to have an expectation in biblical year 5779, nine justice and judgment. You need to have an expectation that the Lord is going to do debt cancellation because he's bringing a new wave of glory. It's not just the transfiguration and the goosebumps. It's debt cancellation as well. It's honor, it's respect, it's majesty. Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. 
I think this verse probably describes glory at a higher level, but we've all quoted it, but I want to be able to receive the impartation. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time for impartation of the expectation of his glory. So obviously this was the scripture the Lord was speaking when he read out of the Torah, when he was given the scrolls. We know the story. So he gets up and stands at the Bema, and he's quoting Isaiah 61 and 2. And so you have Yeshua the first time preaching, and he gets up and he says, and the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'd like to have been in that service. Can you imagine the power of the kavod that came into that place? You have God incarnate, Yeshua, sinless man, saying, the Spirit of the Lord, the Lord God is upon me. And then he goes on and says, because he has anointed me. The anointing and the glory is two different things. I'm not here to teach that either. But everyone gets it. They feel the anointing. They think it's the glory. The glory is a corporate power all unto its own. Your anointing works better with the, in the glory. But the glory will come whether you're anointed or not. If God chooses to send the glory in, he's sending the glory in. I know that's messing with some of you, but how do you explain the times that I've gone out and prayed for, I've prayed for people totally unsaved, and actually as I'm praying for it, cussing as they're saying, I'm feeling it. And get healed. Why? The glory came in. And the power covered him. I don't have all the explanation. All I know is that he was anointed to do what? To preach. The glory wants to preach. The glory likes to preach. But it likes to preach the good tidings to the poor. Well, that's a mouthful. The glory doesn't like to preach to those who are rich and full of the word. It's looking for the poor in the spirit. Maybe the reason the glory doesn't show up real heavy duty is because everybody's already full and there's no room for the glory. He says, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. The glory heals the brokenhearted. Why? Because the, one of the uh, aspects of the glory is love. It's pure love from the Father. Your, your broken heart is instantly healed with one touch from God. Instantly. The glory wants to proclaim liberty to the captives. The glory brings liberty, not religious bondage. The Lord... The glory opens the prison doors and those who are bound. So can I say it this way? The glory brings deliverance to all addiction. The glory is the key to deliverance. The glory is the anointing that the prophets and the apostles and those who are called to proclaim in the courts and to go out into the highways and the hedges and to declare and decree, this is the acceptable year of the Lord. It's the glory 
that brings the proclamation. The glory knows the kairos time of the Lord. The glory knows what time it is because the glory knows how to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord just like all creation knows how to proclaim what season it is on earth. The glory manifests in the day of vengeance of our God and it comforts those who mourn in Zion. That's, that's what you're going to see happen in the United States in 2019. You're going to watch the glory move in to where the swamp is drained. Yeah, you can clap. If you knew what I just said, you'd really be shouting. I'm just prophesying in a normal voice. I'm just not in that season where I'm going to say, thus saith the Lord. You're either going to know that it's the Lord or not. It's the Lord. He's going to do it. And he's going to console those who mourn in Zion. And he will give them beauty for ashes and the oil, for, uh, the oil of joy, joy for mourning. Those are manifestations. The glory is a transformation of the new creation. That they may be called trees of righteousness. When you are born again... You become a new creation. Old things pass away and all things become new. You become that tree of righteousness. What, what's, a, what's the difference with the tree of righteousness? It means that you have a tap root into Zion. You're grafted in. You're the planting of the Lord. Why does the Lord want to plant you? Please, if you can get this. The Lord paid a big price for you. He sent his son from heaven to die a horrible death on a cross so that his blood might be spilled to expunge our sins so that he could restore us back to his kingdom from all that fell in the garden. He wants to cancel every root of every sickness, disease, and poverty and affliction. Everything that is from the devil, he cancels it with that blood. And he does it through his glory. His glory is his power, not ours. That's his expectation for you. His expectation says, and all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from all destruction. That he that he may be glorified. I want one person that you have battled oppression and you have battled loneliness. And it might right be, be rightfully so because of what you've been through. Your family situation. It, but it doesn't really matter. This has been, and it may even be generational. It may be that your mother, your father, 
your grand, it may be in the family line all the way back, but there's, there's that place where you've never been able to break that cycle of staying emotionally level because oppression and loneliness always comes in, even though you're around maybe a lot of people. If that's you, if that's one of you, I need you to raise your hand. Okay? I'm not mentioning your name because we're on the air. Okay? But I, I want you to come here. Now, the Lord told me to release the glory tonight. Because the glory is going to cancel all the memories that are tied to the soul ties and the triggers. Now, this is going for this, for this young lady here, but that could be going for everyone. It could be going for you online. He just wants you to see this. See, he consoles those who mourn in Zion. He said, I came to heal the brokenhearted and to set the captives free. So you've always prayed for healing and you have been anointed with oil and you've gone into the courts and prayed. But it's even hard for you to admit, but it still comes back when you're by yourself, that rejection and that it's hard. And then you start to feel sorry for yourself. But the Lord says, tonight, he's going to release his glory. And he's going to transform you just like that. And he says, and the proof will be because it will never come back again and the reason that he's doing it tonight is because he wants everyone out there and he wants you to expect his glory to be the answer to every problem that you have so I want you just to raise your hands and I want you just to close your eyes And all I'm going to do is I'm just going to say, Lord, I ask you now to release your glory. Release your glory now. There it is. There it is. Just, there it is. See, it's just, it's just coming down through the portal. It's just resting on you. And that's why you're seeing light. With, even with your eyes closed, you're seeing the bright lights. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. And now you're going to see a whirlwind. And you're going to feel a whirlwind. Yeah, because a whirlwind of his glory. See, there was three Hebrew children. And this glory was so physical and it's deliverable that it literally separated their flesh and their bodies, which were 98.6, from flames of fire that were probably 600 degrees. 
So you've got 600 degrees, you have the glory, and they're safe inside the whirlwind. There it is. More glory, Lord. More. More. No, it's okay. More. More. More glory, Lord. Yeah. You come this far, you might as well have some more. <laughs> more. Somebody in here needs to be receiving it. If you raised your hand and I didn't call on you, you need to say, that's for me. Never again. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. So God's glory is manifested through believers. So let's broaden our expectation together. Amen? Amen. I just had this conversation with someone on the phone. I said, I, I was talking to him about releasing the glory. And I said, he said, well, what kind of manifestation? I said, well, it will go from weeping and travail, crying to complete laughter within seconds. So what's manifesting here? Can we come in agreement? I can give you the covenant promise of the manifestation of the glory. I'm going to speak it out and then you agree. If you agree. Wealth is being released. Honor is being released. Justice is being released. Now, this is one of mine here. You don't know this story. I know this story. And this precious one needs this. And you need it. And some of you that look so great and feel like you need nothing, you're all going, man, I wish I was up there laying on the floor. He's releasing power. And goosebumps. Goosebumps are okay, but just you want all the full package. Yeah, don't be one of those people that goes like a little kid to the donut shop and just prinks the sprinkles off and eats them. Get into the icing and eat the whole donut. Respect in the glory. See, that's for me. Majesty in the glory. Wisdom in the glory. Knowledge in the glory. Tears in the glory. Understanding in the glory. Favor in the glory. Love in the glory. Peace in the glory. Breakthrough in the glory. Joy in the glory. Goodness in the glory. Kindness in the glory. Self-control in the glory. Victories in the glory. Praise in the glory. Worship in the glory. Intercessory prayer in the glory. 
teaching in the glory, laughter in the glory, miracles in the glory, signs and wonders in the glory, patience in the glory. Yeshua in the glory. Say, I receive it. If you're watching on the broadcast right now, you just need to say, I received that. And as, as a CLM partner and House of David members, we agree with these expectations. Would you say amen? amen. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled faces behold as a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Son, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. What does that mean? The glory, when you go to your mirror and you see fear, you say, the glory transforms that face of fear to faith. That face of oppression to joy that face of concern to wisdom, that face of distrust to shalom. Whatever you go to the mirror for, you can transform into what it should be by the glory. God's moral glory is being manifested through us. What grace that God would use us to display his glory. How does he use us to display his glory? It's very simple. When we repay evil for good. When someone gives us evil, we respond in the opposite spirit. We respond good. They are hateful. We operate in love. They rob. We forgive. And the glory takes over. God uses us as glory agents to operate and battle in the opposite spirit. But the question tonight is, or whenever you're watching this, this telecast, the question is this. It's for all of us. Are you going to manifest the glory this year? It's a choice. If you choose to be right, and you want your way, you may have some glory, but you're not going to manifest it at the level where you're going to make this huge difference. Matthew 25, 31 says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory with all his angels with him, now please, I want you to see this figuratively, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Hmm. So maybe that's in the end times he comes. We know he returns to the Mount of Olives. Hmm. Maybe there's more to what he's saying there. When the Son of Man comes in his glory. Can I ask you a question? Can the Son of Man go anywhere without his glory? What is he, like a superhero? He leaves his cape at home? We know that's not true, right? 
didn't we agree in our expectation that the glory has no time? Can we agree that you didn't save yourself? Can we agree that he called you? Do, do we think that he had enough wisdom to know all the bad stuff that happened to you up until now and in your family line all the way back to the garden? But yet, he still has this desire to demonstrate his glory to the earth through you. So how does he do it? What happens when you're born again? Come on now. What, what happens when you're born again? You exchange yourself from sitting on the throne of your life for him. When you confess that he is the Lord, everything you repent of when you get born again, you repent of sin. Well, anything that doesn't follow him is sin. It's not just when you rob the liquor store. And Boy, it's quiet in here. Hmm. So when you got born again, what happened? You got off the throne, and he came and sat on the throne of your life. And when he sat on the throne of your life, who came with him? All his angels. And guess what? No matter how bad your life is, I want someone that struggles with shame. You had some real bad stuff happen to you when you were younger. And the enemy keeps telling you that it's your fault. And somehow, you're this bad person. Yes, you're born again, you're spirit-filled. But you've battled that. And the Lord's telling you tonight, it's time for it to be over. That's you, I want you to raise your hand. Would you come down? Now the Lord is going to give you one revelation tonight. If you just stand right here and look at me this way. Are you born again? What year did you get saved? 1978. In the books of heaven, in 1978, the Lord saw you. And by His grace, took you off your throne of your life. And you came in agreement and accepted him. But the thing you didn't realize is he sits on the throne of your life. Now, I want you to turn around. I want you to look at the scripture. Scripture. 
And on the last line, what does it say? So his throne is glory. Hmm. Now we all know in heaven, we can imagine with our imaginations that in heaven, God the Father sits on this glorious throne with precious stones and emeralds and diamonds and, and just unimaginable. And Jesus sits at the right hand. But in 1978, he came down and he looked at you and he said, you are a glorious throne for me. And I am honored to come and sit upon the throne in your heart. So I want you just to raise your hands and I want the revelation that the Lord calls you his glorious throne. And I command all rejection, all fear, all spirit of death, all spirit of suicide in your family line. I command it to go now. You are not welcome in this temple. We bind you. We cast you into the lake of fire where you can't attach yourself to anyone again because we decree and declare that this is a throne of his glory never to be tormented questioned asked hinted dreamed or influenced by anything other than this is the throne of his glory not for this just this precious one but everyone within the sound of my voice so Lord I release your glory I release your glory. You just need to say these simple words. Say, Lord, Lord I, welcome your glory. I welcome your glory. And you know, and you know you've, always been welcome. you've always been welcome. Forgive me, Forgive me. For, not understanding for not understanding how much you love me. How much you love me. And I receive that I am your temple, that your temple. And, that your throne of glory and your throne of glory is in me, is in me. For, it's Christ in me. for it's Christ in me that's my hope, that's my hope. And, my glory. and my glory I seal it, I seal it. the Holy Spirit seal it now with fire Seal it now with fire. Seal it with fire. Can you go to the next scripture, please? Zacharias says this this way. In Zechariah 2.5. For I say, the Lord will be a wall of fire 
if you would just stand right now. I want you to stand and I want you to close your eyes. If you're watching on the program, I want you just to stand and I want you to close your eyes. Just close your eyes because the Lord's going to start showing you some things. He's going to allow you to see in the Spirit. Just close your eyes. The Lord is sealing you right now. Are you in agreement with all the expectations of His glory? Would you say yes and amen? So, Lord, I seal it because the word says he will be a wall of fire around her. He's speaking of Jerusalem, but he's also speaking of you. Just keep your eyes closed. You're going to start seeing things. You're going to see light. You're going to start seeing colors. Things all around you are going to start moving. And the whirlwind of his fire and his glory is moving around you. And we seal this now because the Lord says, and I will be a glory in her midst. I'm going to ask if Carly would come up and if you would get the, the mic. Say, Lord, you have released your glory in me tonight. And I welcome you to sit upon the throne of my life. And I receive your word that your th throne is glorious. And that throne is Christ in me. I am a carrier of his glory. I expect his glory in every area of my life. Now, this is a young prophet and I don't mean to put her on the spot, but when you closed your eyes, what, what were you seeing? I saw me hugging my guardian angel. And what did your guardian angel look like? She looked like me, but like huge, taller, bigger, stronger. <laughs> um, her hair was on fire. She was gold. She had armor on her. And like she had this spear in her hand because I was walking towards her and she looked at me. She had one shield in her hand and the weapon in her other. She looked at me and she dropped everything and she ran to me and hugged me. What do you think that hug meant to you at this time? I for real don't know. She's, she's honoring you. 
Did anybody else, when they closed their eyes, saw something that you feel comfortable sharing? If you'd raise your hand. The glory's in the house. How many can see the, the air? Can you look around and see? There's a cloud in the room. Can you see it? That's the glory. And the more you embrace it, the, the more that it comes. What I saw was an open portal. And I could see Yeshua sitting on this throne of glory. And there was a stream, a river, like molten fire mm, that was coming down. And there were angels that were moving at the speed of light. And they had bowls, and they were dipping these bowls in this molten fire, coming down through the portal and pouring them out. Each one of you had an angel who brought this bowl of fire and poured it out around you so that you could experience the glory and you could be protected from the fiery darts of the enemy. I've seen that river before. Sometimes it's a river that's gold because it's oil. And in some of the service, services here, the angels would pour out oil on each one. And sometimes it's water for cleansing. But the throne is there, the portal is open, and this river is flowing on each and every one of you. Thank you. So I want you to close your eyes and ask the Lord to show it to you. Say, Lord, open my eyes. I want to see. Just allow it to pour on you. This lady from Springdale. What, what did you see? Yes? Can you come up? I didn't want you to come up if you didn't see something, but I feel like you're seeing something. Your husband can bring you up. You want me to come down? The Lord's going to heal you tonight for getting up. I thank you, Lord, for complete healing in Yeshua's name. I saw people being dunked in clear, beautiful water, just like a fresh baptism, Rabbi, just dunked in this water. And as they came up on the other side, I saw a thick, glorious cloud begin to cover, cover everyone that went, that had gone into the water. It was like a rewashing, a rebaptism, and then they went into the glory, and in the glory they were lost in the glory. And you couldn't see them anymore, but you could hear them worship. That's what I saw. Praise the Lord. Now, would you extend your hands toward the people just by faith? 
just release the gift for them to see. Yes, Father God, we release this gift for them to see the glorious things of heaven and the glory of God to flow over this place like we've seen it and felt it tonight, Father. Lord, we pray that you would open their spiritual eyes and their hearts to receive you. You pray in the spirit, what you're doing is your heavenly language is asking for what you need when you don't understand. Go ahead. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. So can we agree as a congregation and an online congregation say, Father, we receive the expectation of your glory in our houses and in this house. Lord, take us to another level. Open our eyes to see in the spirit and in the natural. We receive your glory. I want to go to the very last slide because this is what you receive. It's, you're familiar with it. What happened to Moses? I am. It's very scriptural. Say, Lord, the fire that burned in the bush burning in me. The fire that burned in the upper room is burning in me. And the fire that is burning in heaven now is burning in me. I am on fire for the Lord and I am full of his glory. Now, before you put your hands down, I want you to receive the healing that came here, all these healings that came. Say, Lord, I am healed. Come on, online. Say, I am healed. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap and a shout. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. At this time, we are honored and blessed to be able to receive seed from earth and sow it to the Lord and let him multiply it into all of our needs being met. You know, it's really a miracle. This this whole concept is such a miracle. It's, it's a, that we give him, and I'm not being belittling it, but we give him so little and he gives us so much. It's amazing, isn't it? 
So I thank the Lord for the honor to be able to sow. You know, the young man came and I prophesied last Friday. I'm careful right now because online I'm not mentioning names, but he came and the Lord had us prophesy over his ministry that all the doors would open up in his city. And uh, he'll be here on the 11th. So if he's here, you'll, his first name's Joel. He went to his city. We prophesied that he was to have this very large street ministry, right? That, and I said it would be like Tommy Barnett's, like the Dream Center. And that he would have all of his needs met. So he got home this week. He called me and he said, the city called me in to meet with me. And when they did, they also had the largest provider of health care that was there. And they wanted to meet him. And they said something like this. Listen, we would like to be able to help our homeless and the people in need in our city. We don't know how to do it. You know how to do it. He goes, how much do you need? You have an event where you're going to minister to him. How much do you need? And he was choking, and he said, oh, I need 10,000. So that was like some T-shirts and then some hamburger meat to barbecue and a pop-up tent. And, and they said, well, we were thinking of something a little larger and, and more long-term, and we're going to do this. So we're going to start out, and we're going to give you $80,000. And several of the other businesses that are there that are in our business are going to come and help join us. And you obviously have a gift and know how to do this. And so you just tell us whatever you need and we're going to help you. Now, my, my point is, and I spoke to him as a young man, and, and I'm his rabbi. And I said, see, if you didn't, do you think if you didn't come from Ohio all the way down here for one service, and you got that prophetic word, do you think this would have happened? And he said, no, and I agree. I think what happened is it was time for the Lord to do it, and the Lord wanted somebody of faith to speak it into him, and it spoke, and, you know, we, and we took him in the back. You guys didn't see that. We put him under the tallit and prayed for him, and, and I'm being very careful with these, with these carriers of the glory because because they need to stay protected. They don't need, he, he, he doesn't have to be on Christian television asking for funds. He just got $80,000 into his ministry. And relationships that are necessary to bring in ambulances and health care and health vans and oxygen and eye checking and blood pressure and all the stuff that, that they, all, all that stuff, all, these, all this equipment, yeah, you can use all of it. That's the season we're in. Can I say this? What happened to Joel is the glory. What did he do to get in line for the glory? He obeyed and came to one service. He believed God. Just raise your hand and say, I believe God. See, when you sow a seed, all this is, this, this is a small act of faith. And you're making something happen for other people. I'm so proud that I have a wife that after I prophesied that, she came up to me and immediately and she said, we're going to write this large check to them. 
And of course, I'm coming out of the service. I don't have time to think about it, but I've learned to trust her. And so we did. And I praise God that all the rewards of everything that happens in that big city in Ohio, we got a piece of that. And that's what it's all about. If you want to be able to bring your gift tonight, you can text the word so, S-O-W, 51555, and you can give securely online right now. So let's give the Lord a hand clap. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go out in praise and worship. Please greet one of your neighbors. Tell them it's going to be a great night uh, for them. They're going to have great sleep. You're going to wake up in the glory. The Lord's releasing prophetic dreams and visions uh, as you go to sleep. And uh, let's go out in praise. Thank you so much. Praise team. Shabbat shalom. Thank you for listening to this message from the One New Man Network. For more information, please visit us at theonenewman.com.